You're listening to the Small Town Monsters Broadcasting Network. You can find out more about this and other network shows, as well as Small Town Monsters films, books, our upcoming Kickstarter campaign, and much more at smalltownmonsters.com. Hi, my name is Seth Breedlove. I'm joined tonight by Heather Mosier. Uh, Hello. That's Heather. Hi. Uh, Hi. We are in the storm-ridden state of Ohio currently, so hopefully we stay on this feed, Um, but the power has flickered where I'm at at least twice. I actually lost progress on a file I was working on earlier, so um i'm hopeful hopeful we don't completely lose everything um but we are here to uh celebrate uh the launch of land of the missing and uh uh, (laughs) what was that is that your power (laughs) no it's just the one light going out okay i thought your power went out um Yeah, we're here to celebrate the the launch of Land of the Missing and sort of the wrap up of um, the entire, um, or I guess not the entire, but our side of the Alaska small town monster saga, um, at least for now, um, which we started with uh, Last Frontier. Uh, Although I guess Origin will still sort of carry some of that, like, northern north america uh, <laughs> yeah north america uh, feel yeah yeah they'll carry that right continent on. and everything bc is basically alaska right uh but yeah we're 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 excited the movie came out uh on on monday night around midnight and um and if you're watching on facebook um the the i just wanted to address this right out of the gate but the question that we get the most often is when will this movie be on youtube and typically i would say it won't but um there are actually things in the works to try to get some of our so i not this specific movie but some of our movies on youtube so we are working behind the scenes to try to get some of the rights freed up so we can start posting some of this stuff to to youtube so i'm hopeful that that some of these projects will eventually see the light of the of day on our youtube channel um but in the meantime uh the movie is available on uh voodoo itunes um google play amazon and others i have clips should i run a clip should i run a trailer what should should. i do yeah do a trailer Trailer. All right, we're going to run the trailer real quick. So, trailer time. So, people missing in Alaska. Uh, this is a hot topic because it happens pretty frequently. We have something called uh, Inyokun. It can take you. I don't know where they take you. They're dark, like black. They are hairy, kind of like a Bigfoot. Is it possible that some of these missing people go missing because of another monster, the Sasquatch? I think it's entirely possible um, because Sasquatches are not your forest friend. They are animals trying to survive. (laughs) 
Sasquatch really wanted to, and in considering people like me, or, or even just people in suburbia, if they wanted to, they could push people out of rural areas back to population centers. A lot of the Alaska Native, the superstition is that if, if you're in their territory, they will take you. And they were just hanging out in the cabin while well, they heard a noise up on the roof. And then something was going on just outside the door and it lured them out. Death by Alaska is real common. You get a mile away from the village, that's death out there. Alaska can kill you without even crying. Okay, so again, the movie is available on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Voodoo, other streaming VOD sites. Um, so tonight we're going to take questions from those that are uh, tuning in for the live stream. Um, so if you have anything relating to small town monsters, please drop your uh, question in the comments below. We did get a hello from the Mothman State and the Flatwoods Monster, which reminds me I need to mention that if you're watching on uh, YouTube or you enjoy watching stuff on our YouTube channel, I am in the process of wrapping up uh, the latest episode of Sasquatch Unearthed, which is called Man vs. Beast, which is kind of a it's kind of a clickbait title because the episode is about uh whether or not bigfoot is a man or a beast not 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 what it sounds like which is what it sounds like is it's about a battle between a, a bigfoot and a man um right but i wanted to dive into the um ongoing uh <laughs> a war of theories taking place in the bigfoot community over what bigfoot actually is so that's what the episode's about um it's it's a very uh for for one thing it's going to be i think the lengthiest episode in the series so far it's at 75 minutes as of right now and i've still got to add one thing at the end so we're looking at probably like an hour and 18 minute episode and then um it it features a lot of people um that have been throughout this series like joe and ron from from wild and weird west virginia and it's got um let me think who else is in it. The sieges are in it and that kind of thing. But the series predominantly focuses on Flatwoods and Sutton and uses that as a window into the um, origins of the, the Sasquatch creatures. So I'm kind of excited to see how people respond to it. It also has a brief uh, tangent into uh, white Bigfoot stories because that's always one of my favorite. Um, so I was able to bring the sieges in for that. And less the episode is carried by less Andrew Smith uh Laurel from the um from the the uh big Bigfoot West Virginia Bigfoot Museum and um Russ Jones. They they really get the most screen time in it. In fact, the entire like third act becomes um Russ Jones and uh, Les Odell kind of going back and forth talking about um, Bigfoot, uh, like human characteristics of Bigfoot sightings. So 
I'm pretty excited about that one for uh, channel members. Um, for channel members, that will drop tomorrow, probably evening, because I've got to do sound mixing still. So I'm in the process of working on it. So um, Alex is in the chat. He said, dang, here I was thinking we'd get Russ Jones or Les Adele physically battling a squash. It's coming. That's in one of the pay-per-view episodes. Uh, <laughs> Heather is in the process of doing the research on that. Uh, so do you want to talk about the we don't have any questions yet that i'm seeing did, did i miss anything um no not no not what's going on <laughs> so, mine anyway so when it comes to like the the process the work process on the movie do you want to talk about because this was back when we were still this this movie's been in development so long that we were working on this over a year and a half ago when we were still all in the office in fact it was even mm -hmm. longer ago than that uh when we were all in the office in Wadsworth. um so yeah. i was privy to some of the behind the scenes uh like research stuff going on but like what do you what do you remember about putting together the i guess it's a twofold question what do you remember about putting together the witness and investigator list for the movie like that really stands out um well it was really cool to all right we're going way back to alaska so <laughs> <clears throat> oh my goodness i don't know some of the the coolest parts is whenever we found people that weren't initially on the witness list which we actually have at least one in land of the missing that was someone that we came across while we were in alaska and those kind of witnesses are always cool to to come across um but I think what stood out to me the most was our interview with Jonathan Durr when he talked about his childhood friend um, who had gone missing because I kind of became fascinated by that story in general. Um, and that carried over from the moment that I'd heard about it before we got to Alaska to even whenever we were home and trying to find, see if there were newspaper articles um, locating people who knew Billy before, you know, early on. Um, so that's probably the part that stands out the most for me. Yeah. Jonathan was cool too, because it's a, I've seen a lot of the reviews reference that interview in, uh, in particular, because on the surface, the movie is a, um, is sort of, and, and even the way we've promoted it is really leaning heavily into the like, ooh, spooky Bigfoot killing, right. murdering people in the in the forest kind of stuff. But yeah. um, his interview and then sort of the fallout of that story kind of contradicts the idea to some degree that Bigfoot is responsible for murdering millions of people or thousands of people across Alaska. That's not really what we're saying with the movie. Right. So, um I, I love that interview because it was also that dude has some of the best lines in the movie. The one in the trailer, especially like, uh, what's the line he said? Death right by there? Alaska. Alaska is, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That guy, that guy was great. Um, well, what do you remember about the, uh, the research side of putting it together? Like the actual, like uh, reading up things and like trying to figure out what we're going to do and that kind of stuff. 
So, because <clears throat> I think you were the first person to tell me about the regions, the different, the different like regional, regional, the, the how there's like five different regions of the state. You were the first person to tell me about that. Um, I feel like Courtney might have been the one that came up with the regions actually, but um, yeah, the what was interesting about this, which I know that we've talked about it before, but this overlapped with another movie altogether like this movie came uh by coincidence really when we started when we went up to alaska we were not there to film land of the missing <laughs> um <clears throat> we were there to film last frontier so as we're looking into these stories and and i'm focusing on last frontier stories um you know stories of of bigfoot from native perspective and then some modern sightings what ends up happening is this other narrative starts to come about, which we didn't predict. Um, so that one, that was just a really good happenstance as far as that goes, because when I set out to looking into things for Alaska, I wasn't looking for missing people necessarily. Um, mm -hmm. That story just came to us. Yeah. And Mark is, so Mark Matsky always watches multiple rough cuts of each movie and then gives me feedback. And yeah. Mark historically has been the guy who I can go to and he will give me the most honest but kind feedback on a rough cut. <laughs> and I know yeah. early on he told me I sent him a rough cut and it had a lot of the narration done. And he told me you need to put in the narration more explicitly the fact that you were not looking for this story like this story just came yeah. to you guys because he he kept telling me like this was something that you have told me i had told mark like that we didn't look for this this just this is the story that came up while we were there and um mm -hmm. and he said you need to explicitly put that in the narration so that's stated a few times now in the final film that this wasn't what we were looking for it's just you can't go there and interview as many people as we did and not find the darker side of the sasquatch lore that exists there it's very different from even even a place like west virginia it's just inherently a part of the the mythology not you know the history over over there so yeah um exactly. we did get questions i wanted to pull those up uh, hey, Seth and Heather, are y'all making it to the Mothman Festival this year? We are, I might, I don't remember what the dates are for the Mothman Festival. I'm, I might pop in at some point, but as an STM presence, no. Originally, we were going to be doing a shoot uh, that week. I, I don't remember what the dates are for the Mothman Festival. We're I, we're not going to be there in a in an official capacity, but if I'm in town, in Ohio, I will be I'll be stopping by. I'm sure, um, just because it's the Mothman Festival and I like going. Uh, I wouldn't say this is going to set any kind of precedent. the The plan would be to continue going to the Mothman Festival. Um, it's just that this year didn't work out, uh, just because of scheduling stuff uh weird and wonderful west virginia mentioned in their live stream that there's flatwoods monster slash bigfoot i wanted to i wanted to pull this up because i just finished a sequence in the in the new episode of sasquatch on earth dropping for public on sunday that does have a brief um 
stop into Flatwoods Monster Land, um, where we learn about some of the earlier um, post um, 1950s outer space UFO Flatwoods Monster. We learn about the other Flatwoods Monster, which was a Bigfoot. Um, so that is definitely a part of the new episode that's coming out. I really crammed a, a lot of stuff into this episode. So um, let me see. Really interesting, interesting film that you all have done. STM, I just signed in and I'm curious if future work may examine the little people and or the black slash dark pyramid more. Um, if we go back to Alaska at some point, I would love to get into the, the black pyramid because um we it fits nicely into like the ufo slash high strangeness uh topic and we are we're our plan is to launch a new uh, youtube channel in the next year that will focus on those topics and so we have talked at length about delving back into alaskan um paranormal history and and if we do that i'm sure that those subjects would come up heather you want to chime in on that i don't know if you no <laughs> um i agree because we i mean we kind of already opened the door to that a little bit both of those topics were touched upon in the film so i think it's something that's worth a deeper look yeah um convention of flatwoods next month we will not be there I will be with my father on a trip uh, out of country. So, um, but we STM is sponsoring it. I don't know if Heather's going. Who knows? Heather Heather's a world traveler. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't my plan. But we are. Yeah, we're sponsoring it. So, um, and we're happy to see that they're doing it, and hopefully they continue doing it. I know that Ron and Joe have big plans for the one coming up this year and bigger plans for the one next year so if you're a fan of the flatwoods monster i think you should support it uh other question i've been loving the alaska material beautifully shot and really intense cheers again like the the concept was never to make this intense like in fact i had sort of envisioned these as like a very like uh poetic uh, exploration of nature <laughs> like uh and i don't think either movie turned out to be that but that was originally what i thought was gonna happen um for sure last frontier is more about the beauty of alaska but um you know it, it was not i was not looking to make a an intense terrifying sasquatch movie i have heard uh, a few like ardent Bigfooters um, accuse me of like sort of uh, um, making Sasquatch like a bloodthirsty monster. I would just if you haven't seen the movie, don't don't write it off until you've seen the movie. So that would be the biggest thing I can say. I I'm yeah. not anyone that knows me and my my view of the t subject. That is not how I view Bigfoot. So. Um, I would encourage people to watch it. Um, how many people who go missing in Alaska are attributed to Sasquatch? Heather, give us a number. I don't have a number. I didn't uh, study that. 
Um, I'm going to say there's probably not an official number that are attributed Roughly to Sasquatch. 10 million. Um, 10 million people. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, we have no official number. Um, I don't know if there's any number that go missing <laughs> specifically because of Sasquatch. Um, you know, I think like Cliff really put things in perspective in the film. When you think of Bigfoot as a, 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 a creature living in the wild, um, it it has to survive in an environment that is not friendly. Um, so it is entirely possible that these things could occasionally go rogue and take someone out. Like that's entirely within the realm of possibility if you believe they exist. So uh, I've, I'm 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 in agreement with that. Um, you'll have to watch the movie to get where I end up on the whole thing. I think ultimately the message of the movie is um, there is a, a, a real push right now within the community, within pop culture to portray Sasquatch as a uh, terrifying monster who's murdering everyone. And because of that, I know real human beings who avoid the woods or go into the woods heavily, heavily, way too heavily armed because they're afraid they're going to be attacked and killed by a Bigfoot or a dog man. And um, I, I always, I always advise against living your life in fear. And so that is, if I had like an ultimate message that the movie's trying to convey, it's, it's um, not to do that. You know, that's a, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see how people respond to the movie as it gets further out into the public eye. Um, I know a lot of people are, are checking it out. So we're excited to see how they come, they come about on that. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to read this and go, go through these comments. Um, Again, the movie is available on Amazon, Google Play, Vudu, and all that. Um, oh, this is interesting, actually. Hi, with Mike. We will be following SDM's theories and investigating the power line corridors Saturday night. Um, <clears throat> those power line corridors are, there's a power line that runs right through the property in Minerva, where we had yes. the, <clears throat> the, big, the Bigfoot project series i was talking to ward earlier about the bigfoot Pro this is the series that we get asked about like the most uh is the bigfoot yeah. project and uh the most common question is uh anything happening in minerva still can you update us on that while i'm looking through these questions <laughs> yeah so no there's nothing happening here right now actually um a large part of what you saw on some of the overhead shots um in that area where seth actually had his sighting is uh much larger now because they redid later did more of a pipeline around the perimeter so there's a lot of trees that were cut down um, a lot of area flattened um it just doesn't quite look the same anymore but yeah it's been it's been very quiet um yeah and we have talked about going back um, down just to do a wrap up or something because because we get 
ask asked about it so much, but I don't know that we'll ever do that because I don't even a final episode would probably us be us just like standing there going, well, nothing's happening. So yeah, well, the idea, it, yeah, the idea right now is to kind of like try to find another property that has something comparable to what was going on in Minerva. But what are the odds? Like, yeah. in in retrospect, we got extremely lucky with how with how things go uh with how things went not go uh okay uh has the small town monsters ever thought of exploring the okafinoki swamp um we have yet to do a movie in florida i believe that's where okafinoki is someone can correct me if i'm wrong if i am this is going to be humiliating <laughs> Uh, uh, but we, <laughs> it turns out to be like in New Hampshire, uh, but <laughs> we've, we've wanted to do something down in Florida for a long time in the films. It's just in what context to do it. Um, I'm still kind of like figuring out how on the trail of Bigfoot as a series needs to progress from here because, I, I don't want us to only do Bigfoot movies. Um, obviously, I'm not talking about the YouTube content. I'm talking specifically about the feature films. But I don't only want to do Bigfoot within the context of On the Trail of. I'd like to be able to do other Bigfoot stories, um, including like eventually going back to, you know, the, the Small Town Monsters present style, like what we did with Minerva and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I've got other ideas for how to approach that subject. Um, it's just whether or not like those would be as something like Okafinoki would fall within that. If not, I'm sure Alex will get there eventually. At this point, I don't know that anyone has done more exploration of our country while looking for Bigfoot than Alexander Petikoff. I don't know that anyone has hit as many locations as as he has because it's pretty crazy how many how many spots he's been to. So if he hasn't been there there yet, he he will eventually. Um, all right, we're going back to this. Do you think Sasquatch is responsible for the missing? If so, why? Um, Heather, I'm going to let you hop mm -hmm. on this one. I knew that was coming. <clears throat> Zero percent surprise. Um, so. I don't know. Uh, like Seth said earlier, if there is a population and there's a possibility that there's different temperaments and so on and coming across paths at the wrong time, I suppose that could happen. I think that when it comes to Alaska, there's so many things that could cause you to go missing aside from Sasquatch that that would definitely not be in my top handful of options as to why someone went missing. So that wouldn't be like right at the top of my radar now. What about you, Seth? Um, I, <clears throat> again, I feel like some of the missing people are probably attributable to mysterious circumstances. What that means, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in Alaska. I do find it very suspect that I can go to any state in the country and there isn't the level of scary Bigfoot lore that there is in Alaska. Like it, it, you can't like it, everyone you talk to, even the people that don't, 
I don't know how to put it. Even the people that aren't like, um, I don't know. The, 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 everyone we lit almost literally every single person we spoke to had some sort of like scary Bigfoot story, or would recount lore, either either indigenous lore or <clears throat> like being told stories as a child that relate to like Bigfoot killing and eating people or taking children. <clears throat> There's that whole. Um, the whole thing about the baby crying and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's all like we didn't make this up. This was like when we're saying this fell into our laps, this movie fell into our laps. That's what we're talking about. Like we would go do an interview. And in every interview, this side of the history of Sasquatch in Alaska kept coming up and you couldn't get away from it. And um, I think by like maybe like the third day of doing second day of doing interviews, I was like, I said to Heather, I think we this is just going to have to be like the movie, the other movie. Yeah. We're going to have to make a second movie and it's going to have to be this. Yeah. So that wasn't that's not exaggerated in the film. That really is how it happened. Um, OK. I do hope you guys make it up to New England again sometime. Not many people here, at least in Vermont, but plenty of strangeness, strangeness regardless. Yes. Um, New England is is one of my favorite places in the country. Um, <clears throat> especially, I actually love Vermont. I love uh, upstate New York, like the Hudson Valley, um, Maine, Connecticut. I, I love the whole, yeah, New England is my jam. Um, and any excuse I can come up with to, to film up there, I will definitely jump at. Um, I've, <clears throat> I've mentioned this story before, uh, but um, we were, we were doing the, on the trail of UFO season one shoot up there back in 2019, or maybe it was 2020. Uh, it was 2019. And we were filming in the white mountains and um, it was this place that I had never been before, but I had a weird sense that I'd been there before. <laughs> um and we were there at like peak fall foliage season. I mean, it was like, it was unbelievable how that, but it looked like a painting come to life. It was, it's crazy. Um, we were there filming and um, there was, a, someone took a picture of me on this uh, picnic table. And like a year and a half later, we were sitting at my uh, parents' uh, dinner table and I was going through, uh, my mom and dad's photo album from their honeymoon. And there was a picture of my mom. I'm not saying it was the same picnic table, but it was like literally the exact same spot to the point that you could pick out the line of the hill sitting behind her or behind her where she was sitting. And it turned out they had gone to the white mountains on their honeymoon, which I had no idea about. I knew they had traveled up that way, but I didn't realize they made it there. So I have a connection to that place, especially now that mom's gone. And at some point, I, I want to go back there. Also, my favorite story that we have not yet done, my absolute favorite story that we have not managed to cover in an STM film is the uh, legend of Sleepy Hollow, the Headless Horseman. I don't know how that fits within what we're doing, but it's a local legend, kind of. And there is some debate about whether or not it was inspired by an actual headless ghost so i would love to do something about that at some point too yeah uh do you want to touch on this at all heather nope 
Oh, I'm good. I saw that Alex okay. commented about the swamp, and that Did has he? been his intent. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> All right. Uh, random question. Will Paranormal Unexplained ever make a comeback? I love that show. Paranormal Unexplained will probably not make a comeback. Um, the audience that watched the show it was insanely loyal and loved the show. And I appreciate that very much. However, unfortunately, enough people didn't watch the show to keep the show going on. And the way the crew is at this point, we don't have, well, we, that's not really true. We have a crew where I'm sure we could still do Paranormal Unexplained, but um, the audience just didn't turn up for it. So unfortunately, as of right now, there's no plans to bring back Paranormal Unexplained. Um, Scott said, Land of the Missing is great, beautiful cinematography, preaching to the choir, but additional evidence why it's important to back the Kickstarter to get quality work from STM. Start saving for 2024. Um, Thanks, Scott. Uh, this is cool. I like this one. I also love how there's some humor in these films, especially Eli's. The fact that you guys don't take yourselves too seriously makes the material all the more compelling. If you were on an STM shoot, you would see how little we take ourselves seriously. We take the subject matter very seriously. Uh, well, Heather, <laughs> Heather, myself, <laughs> Alex, Eli, uh, take the subject matter very seriously. So, but we don't, yeah, there's definitely a lack of taking ourselves too seriously. Um, I'm trying to find more questions. When people go off trail, what is this? When people go off trails, they sometimes walk right off an unseen cliff covered in vegetation. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I mean, that's another, that's another big, probably a huge, huge piece of the missing people puzzle of Alaska is people just disappearing into nothingness in, in the wilds of Alaska because the, the terrain there is not friendly. Um, definitely not friendly um okay sorry let me grab a couple of these real quick so i can come back okay uh the bigfoot the bigfoot influencers is there another location that you have on your wish list to film that you have not been uh locations yeah um that i haven't been that we want to be yes definitely um we're making a movie next year uh, called On the Trail of Bigfoot, the Ancients. And um, that one is going to be shot down in the Smoky Mountains uh, over near where Heather used to vacation as a child. Uh, <laughs> um, and apparently where my entire family is from. So uh, I'm very excited about that because, um, I, you know, like I've, I've always loved the Smoky mountains. Um, and just in the last year I've started to like really delve into why. And, um, it just turns out my family's from there. And so I I've always wanted to do something in the Smokies. And so to shoot it, there will be a blast. There's also a rumor. Um, uh, well, not a rumor. There are discussions going on behind the scenes to debut, to premiere that movie at the, uh, Smoky mountain Bigfoot conference next year. So, um, 
cross your fingers that we can make that happen. That's the goal right now. We're trying to get everything in place so we can put that into action. But that that's one. But then um, we have I just haven't spent a ton of time on the West Coast. Um, I still haven't filmed in Oregon. I'd love to film in Oregon. I'd love to film in like Northern California, um, Utah. I have yet to go to Utah. Um, it might be weird, but I would really like to go to like Kansas and North and South Dakota at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, there's a ton of places. Heather, what about, what about you? Um, well, I would love to go to Northern California for one, anything on the West coast. Cause <clears throat> I missed out on the Pacific Northwest. So that's still uncharted territory for me. Um, I'd love to go to Montana and just like, I, I, I don't know anywhere that's got big open sky and mountains. I would be down to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, the mountain thing that that's like good medicine. Um, yeah. Mountains. I think it's cause we're in Ohio, but it is like, there's something very, uh, when you see mountain, like legit mountains, that itself does something for your soul. I find. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. Heather, any more hip bones found hanging on trees on your property there? <laughs> no, but that one is still there. I didn't move it. It's still hanging there. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I've been looking forward to watching. Where can I find it? Again, uh, Amazon, Vudu, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon. There's another one I'm forgetting. Um, but but it's it's you know there's it's out there on all the major VOD platforms. It's one of the top selling documentaries on iTunes right now. So that's exciting. Heather, what do you think of David Pilates missing 411 work? I I I'm not overly versed in David Pilates work. So um I don't have any input on that. I don't want to answer this question. Uh uh no, I mean um the the this is kind of like my roundabout way of walking around that question. But my biggest issue right now with this, this isn't even relegated to the Sasquatch community, but the obsession with <laughs> this is, I just realized as I started saying this, how stupid this is considering we're, we're promoting a movie called land of the missing. But I, I do have an issue with the sort of obsession with, uh, glorifying the missing people topic or or uh, uh romanticizing the missing people topic whatever you want to do like that stuff really bothers me i've never seen david do that i don't think david is out there like uh encouraging people to to get excited over missing people i don't think that's the case at all um I, I, but I do find that obsession with the topic kind of disturbing. And I think that's stated in, in land of the missing, um, you know, it's one thing to, to delve into, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, the, the topic came to us, the topic of this movie came to us. And so we we, we explored it in a way that I think was, um, 
was respectful to to those that have actually gone missing and their families in the state of Alaska and and really around the country um while still while still managing to to dive into you know the sasquatch lore that does involve missing people so that's my answer to that uh alex did say actually wanted to go to the okafinoki when we did our bigfoot trip uh a big florida trip back in winter 2022 we ended up going to the mountains of north georgia instead so that was there hold on uh, this is cool Thank you for introducing us to Alex and Eli's outstanding work. I'm convinced these guys have a better shot than most at finding the creature as anyone because of the time they spend in the field. I agree. Like I said, I don't know realistically that there's anyone that spends um, as much time exploring uh, active areas um, as Alex, uh, as Alex does. And Eli, um, Eli diving into the topics he's diving into now is is expanding the 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 uh, the subject matter that he's exploring. So I think it's it's going to be cool to see what they both do over the next uh, few the fifty years that they work with STM. Uh, <laughs> any plans to research Bigfoot in Minnesota? I would love to research. My myself personally, I would actually love to research Bigfoot in Minnesota, especially like that northern Minnesota area. That that is like a really rugged, uh, remote part of the country that is dramatically um, undervalued within the Sasquatch world. Like we just don't pay any attention in Minnesota, but I know that that northern part of the the state is a is is a hotbed. I think for activity and also it's a really good environment for these things to live in. And, uh, I, I would love to do something there. Thank you for answering my question. I'm only new to the Sasquatch concept and find it fascinating. Yeah. Well, stay in, in it. If I had a, you know, like it's, it's awesome. Anytime someone that's just getting into the community finds us because I think we were created to, um, or I created SDM at least partially to, for people who are just kind of getting into this or, or, or just finding their way into it. Like that is uh, our, our target audience is people like you. Um, Sleepy hollow would be an awesome thing to cover. It would be. Thank you. Let's make it happen. <laughs> um, Is a good one. I would agree that we shouldn't portray the Sasquatch. There's so much about Alaska that potentially terrifying, but I doubt Sasquatch would be one of them. Well, I, I mean, again, it's part of their part of their lore is that Sasquatch is terrifying. Now, it isn't mm -hmm. across the board, right? Like not every single every single person we talked to had a story about being told about staying out of the woods or something like that but not all of them view bigfoot as being like a, a killer animal killer creature whatever correct. killer person whatever you want to call it <laughs> correct um will you guys ever go overseas to film or where would you like to at least i have um i'm actually hoping to shoot some stuff in switzerland in a few weeks um uh but that isn't related to of course you didn't ask about related to cryptids but i'm hoping to shoot some stuff in switzerland um probably ufo related um 
and I would love to film in Japan. Um, in or really, it, it, China would be cool too. Um, those are like, and then I always say that that the dream overseas project is Loch Ness monster. So I don't know, Heather. What about you? I I just I want to go back to Norway. So if we can find a reason to go there, or Iceland, that would be great. What's in Iceland? Is that ogres or? or... Uh, <laughs> the whole the folk, the little people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but if we do that, don't they take people? Isn't that the thing? It's another land of the missing then. It's a yeah. sequel. Seth? Yeah. I'm just See? asking. It's already, it's, it's already written. Yeah, if you upset them, you just don't upset them. Are they? Is that like somehow connected to the Fae? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks for the uh, very <laughs> intriguing answer. Uh, what obstacles would there be to sending someone to an active area within 72 hours of reporting activity? There wouldn't be hardly any activity or any obstacles to that. The problem with that is that's what John Green and Renee DeHinden and Grover Krantz and Peter Byrne were doing for like 40 years. And, and that's what a lot of researchers still do today, especially local guys like Don Keating and the Ohio Night Stalkers and Russ Jones. Russ Jones is like Ron and Joe with Wild and Weird West Virginia do this. Les Odell does this. Like that's mm -hmm. those guys do that all the time. But 72 hours is like in that time, there's nothing going on. And these things seem to know, <laughs> they know when you're there, like looking for them and they just go into high. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but there's like, it doesn't, that doesn't work. That, that particular mode of research, if you, if your goal, I'm not saying that like going to it, to a, a sighting location and interviewing a witness doesn't work. That's, that's valuable, but, but the answers I think ultimately the answers will come from something comparable to what Heather and I were doing in Minerva or what the NAWAC is doing down in area X. You go to a sighting location, uh, a place where there's ongoing activity and you got to be there as much as you can. And hopefully mm -hmm. something happens and, and you can somehow, you know, solve the mystery. I had a talk with uh, Matt Pruitt when, when we were in Gatlinburg about, about this kind of stuff. And his, his view on it at this point is that a photo with a, like a really convincing photo will do, do a great deal to convince science. And the only way you're going to do something like that, get a really convincing photo I think is to be in the right place for a long enough period of time that you make them comfortable that they enough that they come in to you and you can somehow capture that photo. Um, mm -hmm. But they're really dang smart. Cause if you think Heather and I, I'm, I'm convinced we had at least five, at least four or five of them around us. The night that yeah. we were in Minerva. And we had cameras on us mm -hmm. pointed into the woods, but the noises were just beyond where we could 
film like i you we have limits with what you know with what our our night vision can carry i wish we'd had the monocular i have now that first night that we'd been out there um because mm -hmm. i'm sure we'd have something on camera um because whatever happened that night those things were super bold <laughs> about yeah. walking up on us um yeah, but do. if we had the right if we had had the right equipment i think something would have you know i think we would have had a photo but, yeah another um, obstacle to the 72 hour thing is that mm -hmm. you have to have people willing to share their story and to know who to go to for one. Oh yeah um mm -hmm. i don't know how many people are familiar with the local uh investigators in their area to even know or to feel bold enough to say something if they had an experience yeah, and then you got to deal with the fact that people like Les or Ron and Joe or Don or who, you know, like whatever, whoever your local researcher is, those guys all have normal jobs. Like, so getting, getting, it might not say, it might seem crazy because it's just 72 hours, but then, you know, if someone has a full time job and they're, they're doing that job, they can't just leave everything and drive three hours to a sighting location and then drive back. So, um, all right arkansas we i was actually supposed to be down in arkansas like right now um i was i was supposed to be on a television show um but we ended up um i don't have time because i'm trying to get this sasquatch on earth done so arkansas i can't think of anything off the top of my head in arkansas that that i want to cover right now but maybe Heather has something. I don't know. No, I don't have anything. She Not with nothing. Arkansas. I've yeah. got nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have had really good catfish in Arkansas, though. Uh, hip bone is connected to the tree bone. Just wanted to put that out there. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, fair <laughs> answer. I just Okay. I agree. There's already too much fear mongering in pretty much every news story. Uh, we don't need to paint a creature that's possibly just trying to survive as ter ter as terrifying. Curiosity is good enough. Yep. Um, sorry, guys. I'm going down this list. This is cool. Joe said, Aaron Deese is refreshing. His passion for the subject is contagious. We all very much love Aaron and his uh, passion for the for the topics. Uh, we are very excited to have him as part of the crew right now. Believe me. Um, there is something about being around that dude that just is it, like weirdly invigorating <laughs> uh, <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to like a, an interest in these subjects, because it, I it's when you do as much as we do relating to these topics, it is hard to maintain like a constant, across the board level of excitement for for like bigfoot or the paranormal or whatever and yeah. um sometimes the best things the best thing is to find someone who has a shared or higher level of excitement for this stuff because they will like re re-energize you and that's kind of how i feel about aaron that's kind of what aaron's done for me i don't know i'm sure yeah. others feel the same way um someone said do they not le read the live comments i don't know what you're missing but i don't see i'm going through here trying to find other ones uh 
but it's also, oh, here we go. This is also one of those questions that comes up constantly. Any future plans to revisit Area X? I would imagine after the Michael Mays book, there would be even more interest in it. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely plan to, um, I shouldn't say I, we definitely plan to do more in Area X at some point. And, and I said, I was talking to Matt Pruitt. I know one of the things Pruitt and I were discussing was X when I was in Gatlinburg. Um, so that is, that is definitely something we have discussed and I would love to go back at some point. Um, it's on our, it's on our radar. Um, I would love to see Alex um, or Eli do something down there as well. Um, exactly the idea behind there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I didn't even, I'm an idiot. Uh, exactly the idea behind the area A stuff in dark coast. It's going to take a long haul to get really, really get something good. And I think the, the dark coast series is going to be like a really good, uh, example of what I'm talking about with like ongoing activity and needing to go into an area for an extended period of time. So, uh, have you been to Maine? I've only been to Maine for the uh, International Cryptozoology Conference that Lauren Coleman put on. I have not done anything film-wise there that I can think of, um, but I would love to at some point. So, have you been to Maine, Heather? I've never been to Maine, no. It's a cool spot. It's like the Pacific, like especially the northern part. It's like the Pacific Northwest without the mountains. It's like expansive it's it's kind of crazy awesome. texas no we were <laughs> we, we were supposed to do something in texas this year uh but we pivoted and now we're doing something in land between the lakes so um if someone can point me in the direction of a part of texas that is not suburban sprawl i would i'll go i'll go heather i will go <laughs> <laughs> so far the all i found there was like people as far as the eye could see so um yeah That's i would true. love to i do think that was in because Texas of where we up. were i guess <laughs> um all right uh, let me see uh all right. The contemporary stuff is fun, but the legend deep dives are my favorite. After Goatman, what is next? I agree with this question. 100%. The contemporary <laughs> stuff agree is with the fun. Question? Well, I do because, I mean, well, the, the gist of the, the, the yeah. comment. The, the legend stuff is why there's a small town monsters. You know, Minerva, Mon the first... 17 movies or by the way i looked today tommy asked me how many movies i've made and i had to go on our website and count i've made 24 movies that does not count those i've directed 24 <laughs> and of those 24 like 17 are the legend movies and so that still is where my passion lies um i love i mean i wouldn't say that my passion doesn't lie with the on the trail of bigfoot series because i think i do have a lot of those are my most personal films, but I enjoy the the legend stuff. Um, that's, you know, On the Trail of Bigfoot is great. On the Trail of UFOs is fun. I like these Dogman movies like the Dogman Triangle and the LBL one. American Werewolves is, is a lot of fun because it gives me 
a stylistic hurdle to jump over every every time I'm working on on one of those. But um, I want to go back to the legend movies. Um, it just won't be for another. It won't be for another year. We're gonna get through this year, and then we're really excited about what we have coming next year. Um, I eventually, I'm sure, when we start doing podcasts or something, I'll be more open about why the legend movies, the old school legend movies, are kind of on pause right now. Um, but I don't know, Heather, did you want to chime in on this topic at all? Oh, um, I was just waiting to see what your thoughts were after Goatman. I mean, I want to do a. <laughs> <laughs> sleepy hollow movie uh, i mean in all seriousness like i i want to do a, a legend of sleepy hollow movie and i want to do um something about the kentucky goblins but i don't know if that's a legend movie or if it's a narrative film i'll tell you right now i promise tommy i will make a flatwoods monster narrative movie so that's also gonna have to happen at some point so um, I saw another one here pop in. Where'd it go? Darn it. Oh, it's thundering here now. Uh, oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, I've been in medical insurance for the last 30 years with a good chunk processing medical claims. I listened to music and talk radio. Did the monotony allow you to plan your steps into being a filmmaker? The monotony, I, 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 I identify with where you're at <clears throat> in life, by the way with the, you know, the work, working in medical claims and all that. Cause that's what I did. I'm sure you knew that, which is why <laughs> you addressed this question to me, but um, the monotony allowed me to work on the films. Uh, I did not, there's, there, there was no planning um, at that stage of things because the odds of one movie leading to another was non-existent. So um, as far as like planning a film, I was planning the film we were working on, but I wasn't planning like, well, what comes after this? Um, when Minerva connected with a local audience, then I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to try to make another movie. And then while we were working on the, the next movie, I realized I had enough money to make another movie. And then we just kept going. So, but you know, the monotony I'm with you. I understand where you're at with that. Cause that is a, that was, that was a big part of my life. Um, Dewey said, hello, Seth and Heather. Um, Hi, Dewey. Oh yeah. So check out, uh, I used to do a podcast called Saswa and we interviewed the director of exists back in the day. Um, so check out Saswa sometime and uh, you'll hear me interview Eduardo Sanchez. But we are at just about an hour. So I wanted to, again, tell everyone, go watch the movie. It's on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, all that. Um, uh, there, someone commented here, too, by the way, about, well, not that. What did I just click? Okay, there we go. Uh, Hellbent Holler, and Hellbent Holler will be a part of our LBL movie coming up. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to mention that. Um, but yeah, go watch on the trail of Bigfoot land of the missing. There is a discussion thread running on the, the, uh, small town monsters community group on Facebook. 
So if you're on our Facebook community group, uh, go in there and you can ask more questions or whatever you want in there. Um, but we have more content coming out this week. We have a new Sasquatch Unearthed coming out on Sunday. Alex's latest episode of Beyond the Trail just came out on this past Sunday. And it um, I haven't watched the whole episode, but what I have watched was very fun. And uh, it was also kind of cool to see Alex uh, change up not change up, but it was just a really interesting approach to the to the storytelling in that one. And I really enjoyed it. So if you haven't had a chance, go check that out. Um, the next episode of Dark Coast is coming out soon, too. So stay tuned for that. And then Mysteries and Monsters will pop off the week after Dark Coast. So we have a, a big like four or five weeks coming up. Heather, what do you have going on? Anything? Uh Wow. Well, uh, geez, I was just gonna say, uh, once going to say, once <laughs> yeah, my, my kids are going to school. Uh, Saturday, I'll be at Squonka Palooza. So if you're in the area in PA, Where's that? There, come on out. It's in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, Very. Exciting. So I'll be talking about lesser known cryptids there, but. What I wanted to say was after you've watched the movie, guys, if you leave a review for us, that's huge. Um, mm -hmm. Write the review, leave the stars. That's it's it's huge yes. to the success of the film. It is. It impacts uh, everything. It impacts the algorithm, and it also offsets the 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 trolls that inevitably descend on Amazon. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> But the biggest thing early on really is those, um, there it's those early reviews. So yeah, if you can do that, that would be great. But well, thanks for tuning in. It was a great audience and, uh, I will be back this Sunday night for one of these live streams because I'm doing a post-show Q and a with Aaron Deese, uh, following the, the, uh, new episode of Sasquatch on earth. So as soon as, um, as soon as we're done here, I'm actually going to put the finishing touches on that Sasquatch on Earth. So squad members will have that tomorrow and then public will have Sasquatch on Earth on Sunday. So go watch uh, Land of the Missing and let us know what you thought. So thank you, guys. You've been listening to the Small Town Monsters Broadcasting Network. If you enjoyed this show, consider giving it a like, review, rating or sharing it with a friend. And be sure to visit smalltownmonsters.com for more info about this and other STM projects.